Welcome to the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root. And I am your other host, Bree Prout. Bree, how are you? I know I ask that every time. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm good. Like, as a whole, I'm good. Life is life. Wait. But as a whole, I'm happy as a clam. (laughs) Bree, I don't want you to have a good day. I want you to have a great great day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're going to be talking about the, in my opinion, one of the funniest films I've seen in a while, Free Guy. Hell yes. Starring Ryan Reynolds. Um, Oh my gosh. But first, we got to do the usual. What's your concession? Uh, Act 2 movie theater popcorn. Oh, brilliant. You came uh, prepared. So, I don't know. I just was craving it. I was like, I really actually want popcorn today. So well, sorry if I'm crunching the microphone. You're good. <laughs> nice. Uh, I pulled a I pulled a typical Eric move when I go to the theater. I'll have my concessions and I'll be sitting there waiting. Junior mints and dots. <laughs> or, or anything else, and I'll be sitting there and eating while the the previews of the previews <laughs> right? coming on. And then they're gone by the And then the trailers start. hit, and then guess what? I have no more concessions, and I probably need to go pee. But, um, I just finished mine. It was a key lime cheesecake <laughs> that Emily picked up for me from a place called Stone Cabin in Winter Haven. Let me just tell you, this is a pretty good cheesecake. And yeah. the key lime, it was legit key lime. So I legit lime. that they I even had a slice, if you can see right here, of an actual lime that was oh, on top nice. of it. I'm not eating the lime, though. I mean, it's oh, not liquor. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know if you could hear the commotion on my end, but my concession is on my guest room floor. <laughs> oh, did you drop some? I dropped it. I oh. dropped it. That's a rookie move, but that's okay. There's probably just some uh, straight rookie. I'm a noob. There's a there's a a bus boy is probably going to come through with a little vacuum. Yeah, later. his name is Wyatt, and he's a <laughs> legal <legs>. terrier. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, Stone Cabin, Winter Haven. What's cool about this place is that they're so popular that if they sell out of whatever they made, they close up shop early. They don't stay open until the end. And um, by the time Emily got there to get cheesecakes, they were already sold out of their blueberry cobbler. And that was pretty early on in the day. Wow. Yeah. So you I'm got looking... me on key lime. I love key lime pie. Well, she also got me a, a Reese's peanut butter smorgasbord cheesecake that I'll be saving for tomorrow um, for my caloric intake. Is it actually called a smorgasbord? No, that's a, a, uh, a Then term I don't on... want it. No, but that's a term I'm hoping that we can maybe revive, like the way yeah, of the dodo. I'm here for it. <laughs> if anything has the word smorgasbord in it, count me in. All right, excellent. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little Ryan Reynolds here. Um, word. Free Guy uh, is a theatrical release that dropped August 10th, and then it hit streaming services here. What, just last week, I think it was. Um, Free Guy is a 2021 American science fiction action comedy film directed by Sean Levy, 
from a screenplay by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn and a story by Lieberman. The film stars Ryan Reynolds as a bank teller who discovers that he is actually a non-player character in an open-world video game and becomes the hero of the story, trying to save his friends from deletion by the game's creator. Uh, Jodie Comer, Joey Keery, Lil, uh, Lil Ray Howery, Utkarish Ambukdar, um, um, and Taiki Wa- Taiki, Taika Waititi also star in this film. Uh... I gotta tell you, as soon as the the film... Oh, and by the way, it had a budget of 100 to $125 million. Box wow. office-wise, so far, it's made $319 million. This is a film that, that Disney sense. acquired with the Fox properties when they bought Fox. And it had been sitting on the shelf for a while. And when they decided to go ahead and bring it out, they had to do some changes because Disney owned the rights so that they could do some things that were fun near the end of the film that we'll talk about a little bit more. I'm going to be so mad if like there's some post-credit BS that I missed again. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> Son of a bitch! Um, I don't know that it's necessarily something specific that you missed, but we haven't even quite covered all that just yet. To be able to establish whether or not you miss something, uh. um, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, I mean, the the film starts off pretty straightforward, narrated by Ryan Reynolds. It explains that there are two types of people in the world. There's the regular people and the, and the sunglasses. You're right, yeah. and the, oh, sun, yeah, the, the sunglass people. The sunglass people, people who wear sunglasses, get to do anything they want. As you see, yeah. Channing Tatum, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Jump is... into a car with Camille Kostick. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful. But, but first, he's using one of those squirrel suits, flying squirrel suits, and he's uh, flying through the city and then lands into the car. <laughs> but yes, you, uh, you start to see things early on as they play out. As, uh, you know, you've got Guy who wakes up and he has exactly the same blue shirt khaki pants etc in his closet like you know dozens of them and he sits and eats his bowl of cereal and he gets ready to go to work as a bank teller (laughs) and just walking down the street you got people and tanks and guns shooting up the place and like it's normal Mm -hmm. and uh somebody being thrown out a shop window and Yep, the He's bank like, getting robbed every single day at the same time. Twice. <laughs> multiple twice. times, yeah. 2.30 and, and 4.30 or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Was that the, Which robbery? <laughs> was that the was 4.30 it? or the 7.30 robbery? <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, of course, he gets his cup of coffee, which is the, quote, best tasting cup of coffee ever, which is what, cream and two sugars? Yeah, something about it's like losing his virginity in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's Ooh, drinking the so hot. everybody's drinking the exact same thing even though there is a whole bunch of things if you noticed on the back of the coffee shop wall that said like you know good cup of coffee extra good cup of coffee it just kept carrying on with different prices but the only one everybody ever gets is just the good cup of coffee and of course his catchphrase don't have a good day. Have a great day. As he carries that, on. that, like, a Colgate smile at the end? <laughs> yes. 
Um, yeah. Uh, what was your first impressions when you started watching this? That this is got Ryan Reynolds all over it. Um, I mean, I honestly could not think of a better person to play guy. Like there's, there's, there's nothing that they could have done differently that would have made this better. Like it's, it's the absolute best it could possibly be. And then some, um, just this movie, um, in general, first of all, um, IMDB, I'm really disappointed in your like rating scale. Just throwing that out there. I know it's a little early to start rating, but WTF. Whiskey, Tango, Foxtrot. Come on now. (laughs) Um, Anyway. uh, Yeah, so I just... It kind of gave me... There were were a few things throughout the movie that, like, were slightly reminiscent of other things. Um, For example, the narration in the beginning kind of reminded me of... um, um, oh shoot! In that, Ready Player it, One. Ready Player One is definitely, definitely, definitely uh, one of those movies. But um, Stranger Than Fiction with Will Ferrell. Yes, yes. It mm-hmm. reminded me a little bit of that too. But but it didn't remind me of Ready Player One and Stranger Than Fiction in a way that made me feel like it was either a ripoff or a retelling. No. Not at story. all. Mm-mm. I would just put it in the same category as those. By no stretch of the imagination is this an unoriginal idea. It is through and through. I love it. Yeah, like this is one of those films like Ready Player One where to me it's it's rewatchable. Like you could watch it again. Oh my gosh. And, and probably see something go new every time. Exactly. Like you oh I can't believe I missed that. What was <laughs> I thinking? Um but and it's, yeah, I mean, it's my sense of humor. I mean, not even to the T, like, to the, like, head of a needle. Mm-hmm. Like, it's my sense of humor. Like, the level of sarcasm and, like, the 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 best worst part of this movie is you're laughing so hard that you miss the next joke because they just yeah. keep coming. And it's subtle. It's subtle humor. Again, like, my style of humor, 100%. It's, like, it's not so much something that you see or something that they're doing it's it's those small little asides almost under their breath of just that sarcasm and uh hilarious so you know in the beginning we see guy again going through the motions of everything that's going on and you're looking at the chaos all around him in this city and you know he stops in front of the shoe store and he sees these shoes <laughs> that are like basically a sneaker that's blue that look you know high power and he's like oh i am so gonna go get those and then he runs to the atm i think they the shoes were like two hundred dollars and he's got and, like 138 dollars in his bank account or no i thought it was close to like 187 he's like oh i'm so close <laughs> and the shopkeeper Sucks. even the shopkeeper <laughs> even makes the uh the statement like every day, you're going to want those. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, there are different, so. like, subtleties that kind of let you know that it's almost like a Groundhog's Day world. Yeah, and, you know, the not the NPCs, if you will, the non-player characters, for the most part, are on a loop that you figure out lately is the exact same thing that happens with each game day. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the girl who's coming into town for the first time going... Wow, such a big city, and uh, you know she basically says the same thing over mm-hmm. and over every time. 
someone's looking for her cats. The older, yeah, the old lady. Twice a day. And then uh, Guy and his uh, best friend, the security buddy. Bart, yep, buddy. They head over to the bank and they're talking. He, and, and as he Guy is helping someone in the bank, he's stamping it with the date, and all it says is today on it <laughs> <laughs> as he hands them the receipt. Um, and then you know a sunglass person comes in and yells, you know, everybody down on the ground. This is a robbery, and he starts to rob the place, and they. The security guy buddy drops his his gun belt, lays mm-hmm. down on the ground right away, and the the bank manager, okay, everybody, be cool, nobody gets hurt, <laughs> <laughs> like it's no big it's deal. Just a and casual day at the job. And they just start talking about you know everything going on and how he wants so badly to uh, find that perfect person and yeah, to be happy. He said, yeah, he wants something different. And everybody's like, why would you want that? This is perfect. <laughs> you know, we get exactly what we're we want. We're getting robbed every single day. <laughs> yeah. Guns and violence. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's quite interesting how they they made this movie and played it out. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we've seen movies before where they discuss video games, and Ready Player One basically is a video game, but never have we seen it on this level where someone who would be considered a non-player character is you're seeing their life and how it plays out day by day uh-huh. and all of a sudden this evolution you know he runs across a sunglass person um who is known as Molotov girl and mm-hmm. um her real life name is Millie and but he sees her and he's just like wow she's amazing and she starts, I think when she crosses his path, she starts to say what he would normally say. Uh-huh. But then then he says something else about the music that he could hear coming from her. I love that song. I love that song. And she stopped and she's like, oh, that's different. Yeah, that's a but new one. Didn't think anything of it and then moved on. And it kind of just snowballs from that point, And that's pretty early in the film. Yep. And uh, I... so, yeah, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you you kind of go from there, and then he wants so badly to, like, talk to her and, and meet up with her as he gets closer to the edge of basically the playable field. He gets ready to walk across the tracks, and he gets plowed by a train. Yep. And then all of a sudden, boop, like Groundhog's Day, he wakes up again the next day, and he is going through his same motions as he gets ready to go get his coffee. Yeah. What do you got? Um, I knew, like, when the movie started, I knew that it was, um, just from previews, that it was video game. Like, I knew that he was in the video game, but they took a while to kind of build it up, which I kind of thought was, for those who maybe haven't seen the previews, it still Mm -hmm. had a little bit of mystery of, like, what's going on so i did like that uh, aspect of it um but yeah once he meets millie uh that's all he thinks about he wants he it, it's her like he wants to see her every single day he wants to talk to her he wants to like give it a try even if she's gonna ignore him and um eventually he meets her 
and I can't remember exactly where she takes him. She opens up some kind of portal, and it's like her like weaponry room, and um, and he's he's enamored by the guns. <laughs> um, but at this point, so I guess I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. So he like he's intrigued by her, and she explains to him. No, I'm still jumping ahead. Somehow, one day at the bank, when he's getting robbed, he sees her. Right. And wants to go and talk to her. And the only way to go and talk to her is to get past the actual player who is, like, on the live stream. um, Robbing the bank. bank. Yeah. So he starts fighting the player, which you see then in the real world, the... the, the like two girls, <laughs> <laughs> the two girls that are playing, trying to rob the place, like smoke his ass. <laughs> <laughs> right, this little eight-year-old is like, um, yeah. I told you to smoke him. He's just a non-player <laughs> right? character. <laughs> just so true to like video games, right? Um. Anyway, uh, so he ends up like fighting the the actual character and 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 smokes them instead. And steals their sunglasses. And he's like, okay, hmm. now I'm sunglasses, people. <laughs> and then that's when he starts to see things that tell us as an audience that he's in a video game. It confirms that he's in a video game. Though right. he doesn't quite understand that. So as a result, he's wearing these glasses and seeing, like, you know, the med kit so that he can heal himself. He It's basically the HUD that you would see if you were looking at your laptop, the heads-up display. Yeah, I think... I mean, when I when I watch this movie, I'm like, like think of Grand Theft Auto, a hundred percent. Like this yep. is like a, um, this is a, maybe a little bit more uh, PG rated or PG thirteen rated uh, version of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, you know, so think of that. Like that's what he's seen. Like those are the things that he's seen. Um, And what looks like a bank is listed as a garage. And what looks like a grocery store is listed as a weaponry, you know? Um, Anyway, um, so through that, with these glasses, he approaches who we learn later is Millie. And she's like, look, I don't have time for you. You're a level one. I'm a level 197. Like, Mm -hmm. I've got things to do. You got to go. So she starts giving him some, like, really basic to-dos in order to be successful in this world as she knows it. And basically tells him, like, until you can get to a level 99, or maybe she said 100, I don't remember, um, don't talk to me again. Mm -hmm. And so he starts going out into his little, into Free City, and is the good guy. Uh, The exact opposite of what, you know... You, you play these video games because you're the bad guy. You're taking everyone out. And he's walking around and leveling up <laughs> by being a good guy. Like, helping the <laughs> old lady cross the street, um, stopping a bank robbery, and, and whatever, you know. And all of a sudden, he's getting more money, and he's When he realized up. that he could get money just from, like, when that player died, and their money kind of hovers above the dead mm. player's body... Mm-hmm. And he grabs it and he puts coin, it in his like pound. Yeah, and then he goes to the ATM and he's like, <gasps> and he goes and buys that those shoes. Those shoes. <laughs> and he's like taking the money so suspiciously out of the ATM, like, 
who, I don't want anyone to see me doing this. Like, he's not supposed <laughs> to have it. So it's very so funny. funny. Um, from there, we kind of get these, like, flashes then into the real world. We learn who Millie is. Um, you know, she was a creator of a video game, and she's trying to find this proof inside Free City, the video game, before Free City 2 comes out, to prove that her... Um, her her work that she's created in the past was essentially kind of stolen from her and put into this game and so she's trying to figure out how to prove that so she can get back what's hers and that's why she's in the game all day every day well also too taiko watiti has plays the character antoine who is like this eccentric uh (laughs) rich guy who um you know, took Free City and basically made Free City off of the code that, um, you know, Millie and, um, what you would call it, uh, what's his name? Uh, the guy who was also working for... Keys? Yeah, Keys. So Millie and Keys, he, he basically steals their code, but they were looking for the proof of it, but he's so busy trying to release this free city too, but basically lies and says, Oh yeah, it's an expansion. But his intention (laughs) is to kill free city, to make free city Two, to hide his tracks, to prevent losing millions of dollars Mm -hmm. uh, from this game, which is where all the chaos comes into play. So when guy goes about doing all these good deeds, Everybody's trying to figure out. I mean, he's he's got this cult following. Suddenly, you've got gamers everywhere, including if you notice that guy Ninja, who is uh, like a Fortnite guru, um, was in the film. You see him for a few times in front of his gear that looks similar to like what we got, and he's got his screens and mm-hmm, and such. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, making comments of like, "Oh, this guy's amazing," and um, but. You know, the and at first Antoine doesn't want to stop him because he's just like, no, people are playing. Why would we stop that? But then it turns into where things are getting a little uh, chaotic, and uh, you know, Keys and a one of his cohorts are trying to stop them, and so to do so, they jump into the actual game themselves, but as their avatars. Uh, one is a cop and one is is a cop dressed as a bunny <laughs> for whatever reason uh-huh. <laughs> to try and get what they think is a actual player who has taken the NPC skin and used it as his own to try and get him to stop. And so their banter of, come on, man, just take the skin off. <laughs> and he's like, and, yeah, they're like, where did you get the skin? Uh, why is everybody asking me that? Like, I was born with this. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is delivering, you know, I want to comply, but this just sounds really disturbing. <laughs> uh, so uh, good. Yeah, the humor is just uh, top notch. <laughs> it really is. And so they chase him uh, through Free City as he manages his escape while being shot at. And then uh, he ends up in this building and then they decide to go god mode and they start reconstructing the building almost like a Fortnite 
uh, game. For those who know what Fortnite is, you can take materials and create you know, fixtures out of nowhere, or buildings out of nowhere, and that's exactly what they did to try and get to him. In the meantime, he's using his shoes, which have a super <laughs> jump ability and jump really high. One of the jumps were wasted when he was <laughs> uh, inside one of the higher levels but didn't realize that it was still out of, uh, activated, and he ends up mm-hmm. hitting the ceiling. But uh, they go after him, and then they end up uh, figuring, oh, well, you know, we shoot him, we kill him. And he'll just respawn the next day, and that's exactly what happens there. Yep. So during this time is when you kind of realize that that it's when you learn about the NPCs, the non-player, non-player characters. Characters. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time, like I was like NPC. What are they talking about? Like it, <laughs> I kept hearing M instead of N. Um. But it's this time around where you realize, you know, who you start to understand, like, who, what his role is within the game. And, um, and the reason why they're going after him, too, which you kind of already alluded to, is, you know, he's, in theory, if he's really a character, he's violating um, the, the rules of the game. Like, as a, as a player, you can't look like an NPC. Right. Um, that being said, um, uh, yeah, it just kind of goes from there. That's when you, when you, you learn more about the video game, you learn more about all of the, the background noise of everything and why Millie's there and who Keys really is and how they used to be partners. Um, and it's where all the action starts happening. He's slowly starting to realize, um, that he's in a game without necessarily knowing that he's in a game as he's leveling up. And you learn behind the scenes that perhaps he is um, developing a form of, or turning into a form of like artificial intelligence, which is mm-hmm. part of the code that Million Keys wrote prior to Anton taking over. Um, where the idea behind it was these characters, these these um, NPCs could actually like develop and grow and have a mind of their own. All they needed was a backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that becomes a huge moment in the movie when you realize that because then you realize like that's kind of what's happening with Guy. Like he's becoming more self-aware. Uh, he's going after the things that he wants. And kind of doing whatever he wants to do. He changes his shirt. He still wears a blue shirt, but it's not his his dress shirt that he wears every day. <laughs> with his name tag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, with his name tag. And um, yeah, and he just he's going completely against the grain by all stretch of what his character is innately supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So then we get to a point where. He's got such a huge following, and he's trying to help Millie get this video uh, that exists Mm -hmm. that's hidden by one of the players um, pretty deep into the game. And this player is like, (laughs) you find out that he's basically a young guy. The 22-year-old. Yeah, living in his mom's basement and... Second, second favorite line of the movie is when you first realize who 
So Keith, he's this 22-year-old gamer who lives in his mom's house. And his character in Free City is played by Channing Tatum. <laughs> yeah, And he seems like, you know, like, I mean, it's Channing Tatum. And he's just this kick-ass guy. And he's, like, the good-looking and, like, all of the good things, right? But then... <laughs> As Keith is voicing him inside, like, the world of Free City, when he's talking to, like, his mom or yelling, you know, about whatever, Channing Tatum's character <laughs> is yelling, too. And it's just, it's so funny. Like, you have to watch it. <laughs> but, my like, I have two favorite lines, and we're not quite ready for the number one favorite yet. We haven't okay. gotten that far in the movie. All right. But my first favorite line comes from when you realize that Keith is, who Keith is, who's playing right. Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. And he says something about God and his mom goes, there is no God. You're 22 and still living in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I lost, I think that might have been the first time where like, I like truly could not <laughs> stop laughing in the whole, like, the whole movie is funny, and again, like, my sense of humor, but when she said that, I was like, that is freaking phenomenal. <laughs> well, and Keith has spent so much money or earned so much money where he has, like, these digital sentries that pop into his room where he has all of his, quote, cool stuff in the game yeah. And they basically are like sharpshooters the moment they show up. Mm-hmm. And it's like they phase in, they start shooting, don't ask questions. But Guy and his... Like Genghis Khan is one of them at one point. Yeah. <laughs> Guy and his leveling up comes in and he starts doing some damage and taking these mm-hmm. guys out. But the funny thing is, is that while Millie is trying to get this video from the security... She's also talking to Keys in the real world, and he's mm-hmm. like, there's no one else in the room with you, but Millie thinks it's another player, not mm-hmm. knowing that it's an NPC. But he's like, I see nothing in the code to indicate there's another player in that room with you right now. And um, But ultimately, to- talking to you know Keith and you know Chan- the character Channing Tatum plays... He's just like, oh, you're a blue shirt guy. Absolutely, I love you, man. Yeah, let me give you the video. And he literally hands him the video. Yeah. After after all that, he hands them the video. Hey, hey. And then he starts talking to his followers. And in that moment while he's talking to his (laughs) followers, you kind of start to realize this could maybe not be a good thing. Because he's talking about Guy and Guy's talking about Millie. And kind of like in Ready Player One, right? Where it's like, don't say your real name. You don't want people to find you in the real world. (laughs) Millie tells Guy her real name because though she's not quite ready to admit it, she's falling in love with him, like, Mm -hmm. inside this digital world. Um, They just, they like the same things. He understands her. She understands him. She even tells him that he's her right kind of weird, which, like... (laughs) I mean, that whole interaction where they're, like, opening up to one another, I'm like, oh, I get that. I feel that. Like, it, 100%. Yes. Especially yes, over absolutely. his love of bubblegum ice cream, which happens to be her love of bubblegum ice cream. Right. Yeah, I'm not on board with that. I'm not an ice cream person, 
period, and I certainly wouldn't be a bubblegum ice cream person. But Superman, the, maybe. I would but imagine the point that if I like ice cream, it'd be Superman ice cream. No, but the point of that, though, was the fact that um, her likes and such were written into part of his code. Right. Hence the but reason you don't why. I realize that until later. Correct. But, I mean, that's. But it's, it gives you that aha moment, the moment that you realize that's exactly what's going on, is that Guy shares some of the interests that Millie has in his code. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, I thought that was funny when Keith looks at his webcam and starts talking to his followers, and at the same time Channing Tatum looks at the camera breaking the fourth wall, you know, mm-hmm. also talking to the followers. And guys like guys like who are you who talking, are you talking to? to? <laughs> <laughs> so cool how he did that. Um, but yeah, um, but this starts to become a problem once Antoine realizes exactly what's going on. Is that he realizes that Millie is trying to find proof of her and Key's original code, and she's yep. using and she's utilizing Guy to uh do just that and so he panics and he uh basically after confronting keys because keys is assisting he uh he panics and he tells his his staff to unleash dude (laughs) and they're like dude's not ready dude is not fully he's got programmed half a brain. <laughs> he's got half a brain he's not fully programmed he is not ready to go and he's like i don't care release him yeah so they're like they, okay well here we're gonna get fired <laughs> they fire up operation dude and what proceeds to happen is a seven or eight foot behemoth that looks like ryan reynolds that exactly that has half a brain like he comes up and he flexes and he's like catchphrase yep yeah yep. <laughs> and guy's like what my favorite is when they're walking and he was like oh this is an adjective <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he doesn't he doesn't have full dialogue all he has is placeholders and he says yep. them you know like the one scene where he's just like Positive thing to say. <laughs> yep. <laughs> something gesture. There was another, like, good yeah. gesture. Something Friendly like that. gesture. That's what it was. <laughs> Friendly gesture. So he, uh, dude decides, uh, or dude comes up and goes to confront, uh, you know, guy, blue, uh, also known as blue shirt guy. Yep. <laughs> and that's, just, what, that's what the world knows guy as. Blue shirt guy. Yeah, yeah blue shirt And if guy. you noticed, dude had a a tattoo of a blue shirt over one yes, of his pecs. Uh, yes, I was... <laughs> and he would point to it, too. <laughs> and then uh, he just started pummeling and beating the living tar out uh-huh. of Guy. He's just huge. He's a monster. Um, and this is where my favorite line comes into play. <laughs> It happens to be a cameo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I he he gets all... I know it. what you're going to say, and I'll let you have it. Uh, let me get you there, though. <laughs> okay. Send it so, home, or bring it home. So Guy puts on the glasses, and he starts going through... He starts going through the uh, motion of looking to see what he can use. And, um... Ah, uh, let's see... 
he gets up and then he uses and then all of a sudden you hear as like red red fist as soon as dude hits it's like a metal pounding and you hear the avengers theme and they pan around and you see captain america's shield and, and Ryan they, Reynolds' eyes come up with this big smile on his face. And you cut to real life in a cafe of Chris <laughs> Evans viewing it on his phone. And he says... What the shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. It was oh, a brilliant I, cameo. I just, oh my gosh. <laughs> just the way, and I'm like so much more aggressive when I'm saying it. Oh, you know, like, oh. But then, then right after that, <laughs> his his right hand ends up forming into a Hulk fist, and he punches <laughs> and him. Like, what? And he punches yeah, him across, uh, across the road, and he mm-hmm. walks over and he hops the fence and he selects another item and he pulls out a lightsaber from Star Wars, where everyone who's watching from home is like. That's a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. And he just starts is wailing it, on that, him. Is that what? <laughs> yes. I'm like, it, it, that's fantastic. But I have a sneaking suspicion that your Chris Evans cameo and the Cap Shield and the Hulk Fist and the Star Wars lightsaber do Disney. not happen <laughs> unless Disney purchased the film from Fox, which they did. I imagine they probably had a, something yeah. else that they were going to use. Uh, instead, but that's kudos to them for doing that. That was brilliant how that played yep. out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the light, even the lightsaber, I think, caught Antoine by surprise. He's just like, Is that a lightsaber? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, and, and of course, we we missed a whole slew of things. The whole reason why this was even taking place, this fight, was that Millie and Guy realized that the code that they're looking for is beyond the uh, boundary in the over in the water yep. out in the mm-hmm. bay and in order to get to it they needed a distraction because there it would be too easy for um, Antoine and the company to shut it down and so they took all the NPCs and gathered them on the coast yep. and then when the players logged in they're like where is everybody? Where is everybody? You yeah, it's like a dead you zone. You can't fight anyone. You can't punch anyone. You there's can't no do any of the up anymore. right. There's no quest that you could do it, when all the it, NPCs are gone. Call of Duty at this point. <laughs> like, <laughs> this if you ever wanted not... to know what the apocalypse would be like, that would be it. Just log right. into the game for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it, it single-handedly takes it from Grand Theft Auto to Call of Duty or Halo. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Um, so once they realize that, though, um, it gets to the point where, you know, you, you get Guy who's able to, to get Dude out of the way um, and, with the help of Buddy because Buddy and comes then, along. But, and then suddenly Dude is, like, in with the rest of the NPCs. Yeah. Like, <laughs> cheering everyone on and stuff. But you got Buddy and uh, Guy who are running across this bridge that's being created by Keys, uh, who sets off this this keystroke right in front of um, Antoine as kind of his last F you and give him the bird before he leaves the building. So, like, live stream, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the part that kind of reminded me a little bit of, like, the end of Ready Player One, 
when everything's live streamed, everybody's just watching at that point. Mm-hmm. Nobody's interacting. Mm-hmm. But sure. uh, you, you got Buddy who's biting the dust as the uh, the bridge is getting towards the end. But uh, ultimately, he gets to that end to the proof. And it's everything mm-hmm. Millie needed in order to be able to uh, prove and, that. And everyone Antoine can see it. it at that point. But Antoine's going nuts back at the uh, office. The reason why everything's falling apart is because he's hacking up all the servers. Mm-hmm. But then Millie, Millie manages to cut the deal. Instead of getting proof just to sue him, and he would lose everything, she keeps him from killing off that last server, which has Guy and the proof and everything on it and she just said look you can keep your free city um too mm-hmm. i don't want any part of it but i want all the information on that server i want to keep guy intact and i want our original game because we want a free source game that was their whole point they wanted mm-hmm. a free source game so what else you got well, I think we've 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 brought it home. Well, actually, we haven't because there's like the big like ah ah ending. Yeah, go ahead, um, take it. I, I guess that's pretty much all that's left to to say at this point. There are. I just want to say too, there are so many fantastic cameos throughout this entire movie. Like it's right. It's it's exciting. I won't give them all away because I know that this is still a semi fresh movie. Um. But anyway. except it is now it's available for purchase on digital. So oh, okay, yeah, no, well, it's been out. It's whatever. been out There's now for a couple months. It's, it'll be exciting. Um, yeah. So after that, like once they they get to turn Free City into what they want it to be, which they call it Free something else. Do you remember what it is? Uh, I don't remember offhand. I don't either. So they change it into like a new game, and Millie and Keys. And um, whatever I can't remember his coworker right now. Um, they oh, all yeah. are operating this new version of the game with their original code, making it the way they want it to be, allowing the NPCs to truly have a mind of their own and evolve over time. And Keys, who's very clearly in love with Millie from Jump Street, um, <laughs> is trying to like get her attention, see if she wants to go and get coffee, like, trying to, like, open up some kind of dialogue so that they can, like, or so he, rather, can talk about, like, his feelings. And instead, she opts to go into the game because she wants to go and talk to Guy. And, um, and Guy says to her at some point, because she was, like, trying to, she was essentially kind of trying to break up with Guy and letting him know that, like, although he is, like, her version of perfect, she can't live her life in a game. And he ends up saying that for her, so she doesn't have to. And, right. he, and he reveals to her that he loves her, and he's like, but I'm also a program. And he's like, but that means that somebody wrote me. Someone who knows you made me. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, like, like who could, you know, somewhere out there is the author, like, who could that be? And it just, like, comes flooding to her. She realizes that Keys has created Guy. Mm-hmm. And she goes back to rewatch this video he had sent her before, the, the, which was a little strange to me because the video, when she's watching it in full, yes, that's the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead. Uh, she rewatches that because she had seen it previously because that's how... 
Um, she knew how, because at one point, one thing that we skipped over is the game gets completely wiped out. Right. And they reboot it, which mm-hmm. in theory would mean that Guy lost all memories. So she has to bring those back to him. Oh, yes, yes. You're yeah. correct, yeah. And um, and so in part of giving those memories back to him, Keys had sent her this video. So she goes back to rewatch the video, and this time there's more detail in that video. <clears throat> and he ends up explaining that he knows who Guy is. It's a character that he created based off of the storyline behind the guy is he's living his life every single day as a routine, doing the same thing every day. But there's this dream woman, this woman in his dreams who he thinks about and wants, but it was, it was what gave him a story so he could have the potential to grow and evolve over time. But it was never going to happen unless he saw this woman and then he sees her which happens to be that's the friendly gesture. Yeah. Uh, just for those who can't see our Zoom call, Eric is showing <laughs> clips of the movie. Um anyway, um so he explains that the, the girl that is um keeping guy going is Millie. Mm-hmm. And that is when Millie has her revelation of like I love Keys. Keys is Guy. Guy exists because it's a reflection of Keys. Yep. And so they have this very movie-esque rom-com moment and come together and the rest is history. Or I'll be people- honest with you, though. When Keys comes out of the restaurant and sees her on the street and mm-hmm. they kind of lock eyes and, and he nod realizes... Heads. yeah. And realizes, oh, this is happening. I thought for sure that like a car was going to hit one of them. <laughs> I did too. I was waiting for it. Same right. thing in back in the game yeah. when Buddy and Guy reconnect. I'm like, all right, who's getting and, hit? Yeah, in like, the new world that Millie yeah. and Keys creates. Yeah, I'm and like, like and, they're totally going to get hit by a car. <laughs> right. It would have been like stellar had it happened to Buddy and Guy because like they're in the video game, so it doesn't really. Right, harm them, but it, like it <laughs> needed to happen and it didn't. And I was like, "This kind of a letdown." <laughs> no, but he did drop his belt though. Uh, he did because he yeah, didn't the... want to be a security guard He's anymore. Like, I, He's like, we could be whatever we want to be. Yeah, drop. exactly. But um, uh, you know, the, there's so much that can be said about this film. I like it because I don't see it being a film that they make a sequel of. Heck like I, no. I feel like it's one of those that it's a one and done. Absolutely. Uh, which is perfect because I am a huge fan of original content. And Absolutely. that's exactly what this film delivered on. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this then. On a scale of one to ten good cups of coffee, <laughs> what are you, you giving You know this? I love coffee, so right. I'm going to give this a thirteen and a half. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I like IMDb is a scoundrel. They are, they have this. Granted, IMDb ratings come from both what, like um, users and critics, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, yeah. kind of a the average hodge, hodge or hodge. median or insert mathematical equation here of what everyone ranks it. Um, yeah. I call BS on this ranking. Whoever contributed to this and lowered that number 
shame on you. Why would they bring it down to? 7.4. Really? Yeah, this movie is so much better than that. Yeah, 100%. I'm going to give it 13 and a half cups of medium cups of coffee with cream and two sugars. (laughs) Um, Which is not how I take my coffee, but for the purpose of this rating... I'm here for it. It right. I mean, honestly like the everything about it was so original. The character, um, not the character, the acting, the actor choices for these roles couldn't have been better. Between again, Camille Kostic playing the bombshell and then coming out and writing a memoir, like which is a hundred like she's she's a the most beautiful woman in the world but also so dang smart so i loved that for her character arc ryan reynolds just blows me away every time like he is so he's just good he does comedy so well in a way that some people most people really can't do because comedy kind of always falls to like that that stupid humor or potty humor and not that those things can't in some way be funny, but it's not the only way to be funny. So I always really appreciated him and his level of humor. And I feel like it plays into like who he just is as a person. Cause even in real life and his level of humor on social media, like he's just, he's a pretty stellar guy. All of these cameos mixed in hilarious. Like it's, this was just done so well. The graphics are really cool. Like that feel of being in the video game versus not. You know when you're in the real world. You know when you're in guys, quote unquote, real world. And you know when you're actually in the video game. So you know, cool. I have to say that with him working with uh, Taika and the, Ryan, or the Chris Evans cameo, Mm-hmm. Um, that alone, I'm really looking forward to hopefully more sooner than later getting our first Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool appearance in the MCU because uh, I think <laughs> that's going to be pretty darn incredible. Yeah, um, interesting. I'm going to say um, on a scale of one to ten, great cups of coffee. I'm giving this my first ten of the season. Wow. I'm giving this. A, I'm giving this a ten. To me, the humor was all there. It held my attention. Um, I didn't find any faults with the storyline. <clears throat> and I enjoy um, Ryan Reynolds' performances, uh, even in Green Lantern, which not a lot of people liked. I thought he did pretty well. Uh, but yes, I, I thought this was a good film. And uh, it was nice to see something that was a really strong comedy coming into uh, or out of the you know doldrums of 2020 uh into this year but there's there's some hope with some of these films that are starting to pop Mm -hmm. absolutely um, well you've been listening to the red carpet cafe and i am one of your hosts eric root and i am your other host brie prout and uh remember the red carpet cafe is a member of the be kind rewind podcast network you can find us on the web at bkrpn dot com and don't forget don't have a good day have a great day next episode of the red carpet cafe will be on monday october 18th